0: Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 67, Living a Life of Significance and Impact, an interview with my great friend, John Morgan. Welcome everyone to the program today, and this is being broadcast on the second Friday of January 2015, a new year. Well, you found the Strategic Living Podcast. My name is Brian Holmes, and it is an honor to have you with us on this great journey where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies, and yes, we're all about changing nations. going to be an awesome program. My goodness, what a great conversation I had with John Morgan. You are going to enjoy it and be challenged by it. Let's get started, everybody. Great to have you with us. Welcome again to 2015, a new year. We've been talking much at BrianHolmes.com about new beginnings. In fact, uh, it's really a theme for us right now. And I tell you what, man, not just because it's a new year but because in a very real way, albeit metaphoric, it is a new season. It's a new opportunity. We have been ushered into a a place, a space, where we can engage the future with such confidence, such faith. And I don't know about you, but I refuse to be uh, impacted by, in a negative sense, all the bad news, all the media coverage of all this and that, I I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't have my head in the sand, but I don't care about what's happening around me. What I care about is what is God doing in me. And there is something phenomenal taking place. It's just going to be an amazing year this year. And I trust that you have that same confidence. Well, uh, so many things happening right now. I do want to mention on the front end of this program that we are going to be bringing again the New Beginnings Immersion workshop. This is a one and a half day intensive, a Friday night and all day Saturday workshop where we're going to walk you through the process of reconciling the past, awakening the dream, really coming to clarity, a place of clarity and focus on what it is you need to be doing to walk out that plan, walk out that dream. And then lastly, we're going to be spending time together on Saturday afternoon activating you, just sending you away from the event with the confidence, the faith, and the impetus to go out and absolutely hit it out of the park. Be the person, do the thing, engage in your destiny, engage in your purpose. It's going to be an event that will change your life. We'll talk more about it at the end of the program, but right now, I want to take you into an interview that I did. I I hate to even call it an interview. John Morgan is a friend. Uh, He is the most sought after, the most popular George W. Bush impersonator and lookalike. He travels all over the world to do events of all kinds of magnitude. You'll get to hear more about that in a moment, but I want to take you right now into this conversation because we really just engaged Uh, our hearts in the conversation, and you're going to get to be a part of that. And I want you to be encouraged today that you are called to live a life of significance, a life of purpose, and no matter where you find yourself in this exact moment, know this, God has a plan for your life, and this should be the year that you embrace that, you engage that, and you go out into the world and become that man or that woman that God's created you to be. Let's go right now to my friend John Morgan. John Morgan, it is awesome to have you back on the Strategic Living Podcast, man. I I was looking back, and it was, I think, March or April, we were privileged to do an interview with W. And for those that don't know, John happens to be the most sought-after George W. Bush impersonator and look-alike and just has so much fun with that. But uh, John is one of my dearest friends and someone that he and I just engage in life together and walk together and Encourage each other, sharpen each other, and gosh, just so glad to
1: finally get back with you, man. What's been going on in your world? Well, thank you, Brian. It is an honor to engage with you on a regular basis, and it's an honor today to engage with your listeners and your um subscribers um I, I have to apologize at the outset. I am uh, struggling through one of those winter colds mm. that i and it, you know there's kind of a little bit of a story that goes behind this on my Facebook page. I posted a photo of myself on an airplane, and in the picture was me after moving my seat. Um, the lady sitting directly behind me was uh, coughing pretty nastily, and uh, I, you know, as as a, as someone who performs a lot and had a pretty big performance coming up, um, I, I didn't want to succumb to uh, some sort of germ. So uh, I very. Uh, discreetly picked myself up and went to the back of the plane and talked to the flight attendant and asked if there was any other seats available. And uh, again, not to denigrate the poor lady that was suffering with the cold, but, uh, you know, uh, feeling that I could take care of myself uh, and that would be wise. I also had in my possession one of those hypoallergenic masks that I could have put on, but... um, you know, there's there's a concern, there's a kind of a stigma when you're wearing one of those things. And so I thought about, well, I could, A, offer this mask to the lady that's coughing. <laughs> but I was concerned that she might take offense to that. And um, kind of my fear of man kind of kept me from doing that. B, I could put it on my own face. But then I was concerned that people might think I might have Ebola or something, you know. <laughs> and, um, oh, God. you know, you don't want to start that on an airplane, you know. And so I thought the, the, of course, the total coward's way out is just to sit in your seat and just hope. But I picked um, the third option was to see if I could move. But what was so cool about it was upon moving, I sat next to a new friend that I met on the flight. His name is Lindy Phillips. He lives in the Dallas area. And as a result of that conversation, um, he and I have now had a couple of meals. My wife and I have gotten to meet he and his wife and he introduced me to a whole event that hired me. So, wow. I just think it's so cool how things like that work out, you know? And so on my post, I said, what would you do? And all these different people, uh, made their comments about what they would do if they were in that case on, on the flight. And then, so I was, uh, able to follow up with, well, because I moved, all of this happened. So isn't that fun?
0: I would have given the mask to the flight attendant. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I had
0: something similar happen to me literally last night. And this, by the way, guys, this is a conversation between friends that we all get to be a part of. But I think this is a wonderful point you just made. This lady's plight necessitated you needing to move. You moving placed you in a position where God could cause your path to cross with someone that he wanted you to meet. And that particular meeting, being what I like to refer to as a divine appointment, actually opened a door for you that God always wanted to open for you, but it happened to be through a person that he had to have you meet, so you had to move. Isn't that cool how that happens?
1: I just think it's the coolest thing ever.
0: That happened to me last night. Based on the day I'm recording this, last night I was visiting one of my most favorite restaurants, a place where, that I frequent. As a matter of fact, I average three to four times a week eating at, wait for it, Chipotle. That's mm. right. That's right. Um, a burrito bowl with white rice, black beans, double chicken, a little bit of cheese, a wee bit of sour cream, and yes, that medium salsa. And wait, uh, let me write this down. <laughs> you, you Did you get my order? All right. <laughs> uh, next time I'm in Florida, you can, you can treat me and you'll know what to order me in advance. So I literally, when I walked into Chipotle last night, the line, there might've been three or four people in the line. If you know about Chipotle, you stand in line waiting to walk through where they actually create your bowl, your burrito for you as you go through the line, three or four people, short line. I was surprised because it was the prime of dinner time. I saw a family eating there that my son and my daughter both have gone to high school with and One of the young men that was there, someone that's graduated now like my son has and moved on to college. And first time I've seen him since he left college uh, early part of this or or back in August. And so I ran over there and began to visit with them, hug their necks and just talk for a while. I was there for maybe 15 minutes or so visiting. By the time I got done visiting with these folks, the line was nearly out the door. Mm. And so, you know, being the gracious person that I am, I just went to the back of the line and and took my place. And I'm going to be now waiting for 15, 20 minutes to get my food I'm standing in line next to this young man who says to me, wait for this wonderful conversation opener. This is crazy weather, isn't it? You know, because here in Texas, it might be 82 degrees one day and 42 the next. And that's kind of what's been happening this week. And so we began to kind of talk and share and and just little, you know, small, shallow conversation. But I sensed, okay, this is kind of interesting. And I said, well, man, what do you do? And he, he was telling me he had moved to Dallas, uh, from up north where the weather was quite different. And I said, well, what brought you here? Well, my parents moved here when I was 16. I'm now 26. And, you know, I just, when I got here, I really loved it, decided to stay and et cetera, et cetera. I said, well, what do you do? And he began to share with me, John, about this incredible nonprofit organization that he started because he grew up the son of a pastor and and is in no way disillusioned with, with church, but decided that Somehow he needed to be engaged in reaching out to those who have been forgotten, the, the homeless, those who are incarcerated, uh, those who are in halfway houses, and the elderly who are in nursing homes and, and facilitated care, housing. And, and he, this is a young man who has a deep, deep purpose and passion to see these people touched, loved, ministered to on all wow. levels. And he began to share with me, and something in my heart just slipped. I'm like, man, this is amazing. And he began to share with me some of the things that he had been through in his life and why this happened to be the message and the the means that he wanted to to minister to people. And so, long story short, I wind up buying the guy his meal when we got to the cash register. And uh, he said, are you eating here? I said, yeah, I'm eating here. So let's eat together. So I'm having dinner, John, with a total stranger at Chipotle. And before the night is over with, we're exchanging business cards, exchanging emails. I'm praying over him and and ministering to him. He's tearing up. God allowed me to to speak some things into his life as a young man. And it was just one of those moments where you know this, okay, this is just a God deal. And I love how that happens. Man. It's it's where he goes ahead of us and and sets things up that we could have never arranged ourselves, man. And I know that's happened to you more than once, I'm sure.
1: Oh, yeah. But it's so fun to, um, to know that because God is sovereign and because he loves us and because he's intimately acquainted with all of our ways, he's busy doing stuff like that. I, I like to uh, share things like that with audiences because actually one day I was in the lobby of a hotel and I saw a handicapped young man and the Holy Spirit, I got one of those little nudges, you know, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, it feels like a little nudge pushing you. Oh, yeah, sure. And uh, uh, the phrase that came, that popped into my mind was, reach out to him, John, because he can't play volleyball. He was handicapped. Well, I, I didn't want to, you know, do that. I, I, I was there at the beach to, to play volleyball and have some fun, you know. But I did reach out to him, and he wound up introducing me to my wife. Come on. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Wow. I know. Usually when those little things pop in our head, we just let them pass right through like like it wasn't even God. You know, we just ignore it. We ignore it. And and, and not only is that selfish, but that's stupid (laughs) because God has a blessing for that person that he wants us to speak to. And also he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.
0: Absolutely, and you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know you, there's all these little cliches, there are no accidents, there's no such thing as coincidence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera and, I, and and I just have to believe that that's true because the Bible tells us that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and mm. that doesn't mean he's just barking down orders at us. That means he is literally preparing our steps. He's going ahead of us and laying down a stone where we might have tripped over a big crevice in the earth. He is literally opening up gateways and paths, and and he is orchestrating. Look, that young man that I met last night, the person you met on the airplane, God literally caused them to be specifically where they were and arrange things so that we would be where we needed to be so that that particular hookup could happen. And, and you know, we're sitting here talking about this, and the same thing happened with me and you. I mean, you know, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, just a few years ago, where we— First met and and it was fairly casual meeting and 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 acquainting with one another, but very quickly turned into a God ordained friendship that I value because I need people like you in my life that can hold me accountable and challenge me and you know if they see me not treating my wife very well to say look man you need to you need to straighten that up that is the kind of relationships that uh, that I need in my life and I'll say this to you as well one of the I think most undervalued underestimated things that God has graced our life with is relationships i don't I think we take them for granted and, and i I've taught for years never underestimate the power of one relationship, one person that God sends across your path. you never know what that might mean to them as you just said a moment ago, or what it might mean for you in your life yeah and uh, it both. it's
1: it's an awesome thing, so, so what a, getting back to your original question yeah what was my bucket list item? Oh yeah um, boy, we that, got off on that didn't we i i I think that was the original question or something like it um the reason I was in Dallas uh, was that I had have been invited to perform at the George W. Bush Presidential Library. Come on now, in Dallas, Texas, and what a thrill that was! Oh my gosh the the folks that work there, the folks that uh, serve food and, and the security guards and all. I mean, they were all like, something has just gone wrong with the world. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much fun. And, uh, taking pictures with everyone. Um, the company match.com that does, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, internet dating, they, they hired, uh, me to portray George W in performance and in the oval office for photos. And it was just incredible to be in there for hours sitting at his desk, with his, his, you know, with the red button and the phone and everything right there and uh, to interact with folks as though I was W and, and everybody just entered right into the willing suspension of disbelief and played along. And um, I mean, I actually am convinced that some of the people that were there actually thought that I really was George W himself, which I think is hilarious.
0: Well, let me just tag onto that and say that uh, we were graced with your presence uh, because you were in town for an extra night or so after your engagement there at the library. I asked John if he'd come by the house. We we had a Christmas gathering of some of the folks we do life with and just enjoy encouraging one another and what have you. And and so John and I sort of uh, colluded together, and uh, I had him arrive a little bit late, of course, and and we had a little bluetooth radio and ipad music and we played hail to the chief and and i i just set the whole thing up by telling these guys you know i had the privilege of meeting this amazing leader a number of years ago and and i i just feel like i'd love to introduce you all to him he happens to be you know a friend to me now and somebody that we talk on a regular basis and ladies and gentlemen i'd like to introduce you to the 43rd president of the united states of america george w bush and we started playing hail to the chief and john walks in wasn't really in costume or character, but just started shaking hands. And, and the jaws were on the floor, (laughs) people were getting teary eyed. And it took, in fact, there were quite a few people that, that until I announced it wasn't George W, uh, they were just totally taken in by it. So, uh, what a, what an amazing gift it is to have, uh, you know, to, to look like someone and be able to portray someone as an impersonator, but utilize that grace, that gift, that natural ability and talent to communicate a message that has meaning. And I, I know that's gotta be a big deal to you.
1: Oh man, it's everything. Um convinced that it's possible to live a life where every day matters and none of them are wasted. And that's, uh, that's what I want to do. I, I know I don't do it perfectly, but I, I endeavor to uh, get to the end of my life and look back and see that um, I, I lived with intention and focus. And that's, that's a lot for me because I'm typically more like a pinball than a uh, <laughs> productive, you know, I'm one of those guys that, you know, uh, you know what's in, in, the, in the movie, um, oh, shoot, Up. The Disney movie oh up, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where the dog you know where they think the squirrel you know <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. looks to the side you know, so I'm easily easily distracted and I have to put blinders on my eyes to stay focused but I'm I'm excited about uh, living with focus and intention and, and trying to make a difference not just for myself but for the people that I have the privilege of doing life with
0: yeah absolutely you know, you bring up a, an interesting point here in this wonderful conversation we're having, and that is that uh, every one of us, and the premise of so much of what I do in encouraging and serving others is really imparting to them a belief, I hope, that God has a plan and a purpose for their life. There is a measure of significance that that God intends for them to carry out in this life where they make a difference, where they really make an impact, and you came to that discovery a number of years ago, and, and as I've heard you tell the story before, you, you came to it almost by accident with the help of your wife. Uh, but what was it like for you arriving at this aha moment where something settled in your heart to say, now wait a minute, this this might be something that I can pursue and and give my life to and actually make a difference with. Because I know there are a lot of people, John, that struggle with, you know, oh, I don't really have any talents and I don't have any abilities. And I'm not, you know, I'm just I'm just content to, you know, get up every day and go do my thing. And, you know, I'm not really anything special. There are people that actually think like that, but resident within their very essence is greatness. And it's just waiting to to emerge and be recognized. And, and what was the what was the process for you as you came into that space? Uh, of time where God was working on your heart to see that you could make a difference.
1: Brian, from the very early days of my, uh, walk with God, my, my faith life, I, I believed that I could live a life of significance, but, uh, I went about trying to develop that life, uh, with a great deal of, uh, actual arrogance, um, and pride, um, as as you may not know, or your listeners may not know, I know you know. Um, I I came out of a wallowing cesspool of immorality, and the Lord uh, delivered me and and set my feet upon a rock, as it says in Psalm forty. But I was living as though I'd pulled myself out of that cesspool, as though I was God's gift to the world, and that uh, I was going to do all this stuff. And so God really had to knock my legs out from under me, metaphorically speaking, and teach me that it's not about me. It's about him, that he wants to um, he wants to offer life and hope and help and power and peace and forgiveness and all of these things to people. And he doesn't mind using me to do that, but he certainly doesn't want me getting in the way. Mm. So I had to... Go through a humbling process, and uh, I laid down my budding ministry of 40 years ago, back in the 80s, and went back to work where I said I'd never work at, at my mom and dad's used and new appliance store, little one-off store um, in in Orlando, and uh, I thought, you know, okay, God's going to work on my pride and and teach me humility. What's that going to take? couple of weeks <laughs> 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 and and so i was there f- and and i mean i used to say when god when god when cuz i was I, lo- I was loving being on stage and i was loving that i had recorded a couple albums and you know thought that i was going to be the world's you know answer to all these problems and um and and really god just left me sitting there in that appliance store for 20 years And, uh, you know, talk about the backside of the desert experience. Well, I was experiencing it, but uh, somewhere along the line, I began to notice that there are people in need right around me. Mm. I mean, I had the privilege because of doing deliveries of appliances to be in somebody's kitchen, to be in somebody's laundry room. Uh, and, And I found opportunities to minister just going through my day. It was so fun. And then being on the worship team at church, I'm, I'm having the privilege of leading God's people into praise and worship, and that's very significant. And yet, my mom used to always tell me, you were born for more than this appliance store. Mm. And, and I would say to her, eventually, after I stopped striving and learned to just trust God and trust in His timing, I would say, Mama, I know you're right. I believe it too. I said, but, but I'm at peace, and I believe that I'm right where I'm supposed to be for now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, here I was, you know, in my 40s, you know, I mean, it's a little, you know, a little late to be starting a singing career, you know. Um, And yet still, I I just had peace and I trusted God. And I used to say, God, hey, if I die in this appliance store, that's fine with me. But it would be weird because I suspect and in my heart I feel as though there's something in in, in the future that you have for me. So... I, you know, I'm just waiting and I waited and waited and waited and I learned how to wait patiently. So when the George Bush thing came along, bro, um, oh man, I, I jumped onto it with, you know, I grabbed the horn by both hands. N- not when I, when, uh, somebody suggested that I become a George Bush impersonator, I'd already been tapped on the shoulder. I don't know how many times by people telling me that I looked like him, but up to that point, Brian, the only impersonators I'd really run into were, you know, Cher and maybe Elton John. And (laughs) I I actually, I think it was the same person doing both. (laughs) That's just wrong. I know. So, I mean, (laughs) I didn't have the best opinion of celebrity impersonators. I've only seen a couple of them. They were kind of cheesy. And I just said, thank you, but no, thank you. And then, uh, A few months later, my wife saw someone impersonating President Bush on uh, the Jay Leno program. I'm pretty sure it was. And she did a web search and she found out that there was a couple of guys out there um, making a good living actually hiring out and doing events as a George W. Bush impersonator. And she, you know, researched a little further. And when she saw how much they charged for an event, she went up, she woke me, she grabbed me. By the scruff of the pajamas, she woke me from a sound (laughs) sleep and she said, boy, you are going to become a George Bush impersonator. And she drugged me over the computer. She showed me those websites and I still, you know, didn't want to do it. Fear of man. You know, what would my kids think? All this, you know, surely God wouldn't be in it. But at least I believed at that point that somebody was doing it. Mm. So then I I actually ensued uh, a season of fasting and prayer. I thought, okay. If this might even possibly be God, I don't want to be wrong because I've made a fool of myself enough times in my life. I just don't need to do it one more time. So I took a couple of weeks and I, you know, I would like I skip a meal every day and call it fasting. <laughs> and um <laughs> and see how fast you get the fridge at four o'clock, right? That's right. Yep. And and at the end of two weeks, um, I had one of those aha God moments because I straight up, I just very nonchalant. I just said, okay, God, do you want me to become a George Bush impersonator? And Brian, I didn't hear it audibly, but it was as clear as though it were audible. And God clearly made me aware that this was indeed his plan. And I'm like, really? 20 years? 20 years I've been waiting and this is my assignment? You know, so honestly, my first impression, I was kind of (laughs) underwhelmed, you know, but that's because I didn't, I, I had no clue. I was thinking of the Elton and the Cher and I had no, no idea that I would be invited to the White House, that I would be working for the president's second inauguration, that I would perform at his presidential library, that I would entertain all of China on their national television station you know, and that I would be all over the world and, 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 and now doing books and, and motivational talks and, and that this would be a springboard for exactly the question you asked me for a life of significant input into the lives of others where Mm -hmm. I can offer genuine solutions for people. It's really cool.
0: That's amazing. I think sometimes we, in our search for meaning, we, unconsciously dismiss so many of the possibilities. And we do that probably for all kinds of reasons. You know, one, we don't feel qualified. We don't feel like it's legit. We don't feel like, you know, it's uh, something that we could pull off or not worthy of it, whatever. I mean, there's just a thousand things that could go through the mind. But I'm learning in this season of my life, just a few days shy of turning 48 years old, that I don't want to limit god as to the possibilities you know i he the bible says he knows the plans he has for me and and we, we celebrate the fact that he knows but we have to embrace the idea that we don't always know the plans and i don't want to decide that there's not a plan when he has a plan does that make sense i <laughs> I don't want to presuppose that that something is not possible when he's already said it is and and yeah. it might be a different role or a different uh Genre or niche, or it might be a different method or idea or expression, but I want to leave it open until I clearly hear him say, like you did, "Yeah, this is it, man. Jump in this lane, run in it, and watch what I'm going to do." Hmm, and and when, when we can trust him like that and and not put him in a box, I think we're going to find that he has so much more for us than our minds could ever comprehend or imagine, and, and I'm excited about that. In fact. John, well, you know this, but let's just share it together here with our audience. Uh, I am in a season of my life where we've been transitioning out of one chapter, which was beautiful, grace-filled, God was in it. Uh, I I wouldn't call it a backside of the desert experience at all. I would say that it was was a necessary season through which I had to walk so that I would be rightly prepared for the next season. Mm -hmm. And And it was a fruitful season. It was fruitful, absolutely. But in this, you know, in between the, the old chapter and the new chapter in a book, most often there's a blank page. And it's, it's those moments when we're, we find ourselves standing on the blank page and we can't quite figure out whether we belong in the past or in the future, and we don't have a clue what's coming next. Uh, we just know we got left hanging in the last chapter. Though, if we're not in faith and not confident in who we are and not clear on at least uh, the love He has for us and our ability to trust in Him, I think we can get a little uh, weak need during those seasons of transition because we're not real sure what's what's about to happen. And in this season of my life, though, for some reason, somehow, by the grace of God, I've learned just to rest in this confidence. He's got plans. And if he's got plans, they have to be great ones. Mm. And so I, well even when I don't know what tomorrow holds, I can be excited about it. And, and oh. that's kind of, uh, as you and I share our lives together and the conversations we've had over the last couple of years and even the last several months, uh, it's interesting how you and I and so many others that I know are, are, are in a similar process where God is just saying, hey, man, it's been a great run, but wait till you see what I have for you next. You know, and uh, it's just it's just fun to watch that happen. And I for you, man, I I know you. I believe in you, but I I know for a fact that uh, this coming year, which we're now in twenty fifteen, as uh, as this is being broadcast, and uh, I, I just know that this is going to be the greatest year of our lives, and it's going to be that because God has set it up that way, and it's exciting. Any I thoughts can... on that?
1: Yeah, I. The thing that kept rolling through my mind as you were sharing this exciting hope for today and for tomorrow as we transition out of yesterday or the last chapter is that we are set up for success not because of the things we've accomplished so much as because of us just being his kids. Yes. You know, the reason that, that we're significant is not because of the things that we've done, but because of the thing that he did. Yeah, yeah. And that that gives us a position of incredible worth and value in him. And because of that place of being an authorized, uh, forgiven, uh, anointed and appointed Mm -hmm. child of this wonderful friend and king, from that position of security. I can go forward out of gratitude for all that he's done and do these uh, things that add significance to other people and offer them entrance into this incredible significance and this incredible life, this incredible forgiveness, incredible freedom that uh, is just a big party once you grasp it. And then, and then everybody else gets to go forth and and have this impact on the lives of others, so it's 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 a thrill to anticipate because of the character of God and all that he is, we can anticipate great things in our future and uh, I couldn't be more excited
0: well, we're in the early stages of a new year, and i'm I'm not one of these guys that believes you know a calendar year necessarily you know resembles a new beginning, but the truth is, uh, in most of our minds, when we come into a new year, we start thinking about the possibilities again. We, we allow our, our hearts and minds to think about, you know, some, I hate to use this term, but some do overs and, and okay, I'm going to make a commitment to this yet again. We're going to go for this, you know,
1: it's like a reset.
0: Yeah. That's a great word, a reboot almost. And, and so I, I know that a lot of folks are listening to this episode right now and, I want to encourage them, and then I want to hear you speak to this. I want to encourage everyone to believe, believe in the possibilities, believe that God does have plans for you. Believe that, in spite of past failures, in spite of past shortcomings, in spite of uh, you maybe you know dropping the ball in 2014, maybe maybe you just didn't didn't get after it. I, I don't know. In spite of all of that. The Bible says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance, meaning he, he hasn't withdrawn his plan. He hasn't like pulled it off the table and said, nah, no, I've changed my mind. No, that's not how he works at all. There is something great in store for you. My encouragement is believe, just believe, and engage again in your heart uh, this idea that you can be the man, be the woman God's created you to be, and you can make a massive difference in someone's life. Whatever your gifts are, whatever your talents, your skills, your abilities, whatever grace God has uniquely uh, assigned to your life, it's not for you. It's not even about you. It's because someone, some group, some nation, some school, some student, someone is waiting for you to be that man and be that woman so that the grace of God can visit them. And I want to encourage you in 2015 to go after it, man. John, what would you add to that?
1: Well, it it's ironic and this this might be one of those moments that's kind of uh, <clears throat> a good a good circle closer to the <laughs> beginning of our conversation. It's ironic that you're talking about this because uh just earlier today I chose at random to listen to our mutual friend Cliff Ravenscraft. Oh yeah. In, in his Pursuing a Balanced Life podcast. And um, I, I highly recommend Cliff to those of you that may not know who he is, uh, his podcast is uh, transformative and a lot of fun and um, very endearing. And as I'm listening to Cliff, I'm thinking, how hard can this be, really, to to podcast? You know, <laughs> oh, I mean, you're going to bring it up. It's just you, you just you just learn it. Well, you know for 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 your for your audience, I have been wanting to podcast. I have been thinking about podcasting. For four years, three years. And, you know, uh, a mix between procrastination and fear have kept me from launching. And, you know, I just don't know what to do. You know, all these stupid excuses. I mean, Cliff has opened (laughs) all of his knowledge. I I have no legitimate excuse. But the reason I bring it up, bro, is because the things that you just said about uh, a new year and believing that God wants to use you for the benefit of others makes me, you know, feel like I I need to get get back on this this uh, bull and and open the gate and ride. And if it you know if it throws me off after eight seconds, I'll get back on and try it again. And so um, I'll be picking your brain, Brian, for a little assistance, and and um, your listeners can hold me accountable. And and uh, you're hearing it here and. 2015 that'll be the year
0: and and not late 2015 either is what I'm saying you know I got you I think we should I think we should make John right here on the program give us a deadline a real goal deadline. What do you think first into first quarter maybe
1: well what do you what well what, what does it take if I'm intentional?
0: I think you could do it by the end of next week, but I'm just I, saying <laughs> but I, I tell you what I here's the thing let's let's make an agreement right here live on the air. Let's make an agreement that you will record and produce one episode by the end of January. That's a little well, over 30 days from now.
1: The, the date that's on my heart is 215. Okay. The, February 15th. The day, the day after Valentine's Day. Got it. My, my anniversary is 213, uh, so 215.
0: All right. All right, you heard it right here on the Strategic Living podcast. we have we have counseled and loved John C. Morgan into a commitment. <laughs> I'm awesome you know what man I I John, you have so much to offer and I'm saying this openly here on the program. you those of you who are hearing John's heart you can you can sense and know that this guy is the real deal. But having known him intimately and closely for the last couple of years, I'm telling you, this man has a grace and a gift on his life, and the world needs to hear from you, John. So I'm I'm going to hold you accountable. We're going to keep you on that. And uh, I, I cannot wait to see the impact and the scope of what happens through the work that you do, man.
1: Well, it started with strategic living.
0: All right, buddy. Well, johncmorgan.com, everybody. johncmorgan.com. And uh, this is a dear friend and someone that I encourage you to tap into his blog, his podcast, and uh, the work that he's doing. He's got a phenomenal YouTube channel, lots of great entertainment and videos there. What a great life message. John, thanks for being on the program today, man. I love you. I believe in you. And and I, I'm so grateful that God uh, allowed our paths to cross and and that you have been such a dear friend in my life. And I value that with all my heart.
1: Thank you, brother. The, the same is for sure true of me. I, I consider you a dear, dear friend. And um, you know, I really don't know how I could uh, uh, be the man I am without you.
0: I appreciate that, man. Everybody, John C. Morgan, and we will return right after this. Well, did you enjoy that time with John? What a great, great guy. I just, man, what a great friend he's been to me. And uh, what a heart he has to see people engaged uh, in what is God's called them to do. I just am so pleased to have been able to to engage with him one more time with you all. And I hope you enjoyed that. If you'd like to comment on the episode, please go to brianholmes.com forward slash 065. Excuse me, I'm sorry. This is 067. BrianHolmes.com forward slash 067 and go to the show notes. Leave us a comment, a question. I want to encourage you also to go to John's website, which is JohnCMorgan.com. That's John, the initial C is in Charlie, Morgan.com, and you'll find out more about him there. Man, uh, what an amazing, amazing life he is living and uh, so exciting to have him in our life. Well, I want to share with you right now a couple of quick announcements. First and foremost, most importantly, February 27 and 28, that's a Friday night, all day Saturday, we are hosting our New Beginnings Workshop here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I want you to be a part of this. It is uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal seminar, and I hate to even call it a seminar. It's more of a workshop, life transformation type of a deal But if you are wanting to launch into this next chapter we were talking about, this next season, if you want to get off the blank page and engage life on a level that you know God has planned for you, then I encourage you to be a part of this meeting. Wherever you are, you can fly to Dallas. Dallas, Dallas-Fort Worth is one of the main airports in the world, and it's easy to transition to this city. I want you to be a part of this. We're going to teach you and walk you through the process of how to reconcile the past, how to awaken the dreams that are within you, the things God's given you to do. We're going to give you some tools and some strategies so that you can gain clarity, formulate a plan, and know exactly what you need to go do to walk out this destiny that God's placed on your life. And then late Friday, excuse me, Saturday afternoon, we're going to be of spending uh, the last hour and a half or so doing an exercise that's going to activate within you the potential that God seated in your heart before the foundations of the world. I want you to be a part of that. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash new beginnings to find out more about this event, and you can also register there. It is a registration event. We have a limited number of seats. So uh, if you hear this right now, I believe this is uh, airing on January the 9th, Go right now. Get your seat secured. If you know someone who needs to be in this conference, in this seminar, call them, get them on the phone, send them to brianholmes.com forward slash new beginnings. We want to see you be a part of that. Well, it is a new year, and I have opened up uh, my particular practice uh, to take on several more coaching clients. Whether you are an executive of a company, you are an entrepreneur wanting to really launch into a purpose or a business that God has put on your heart, if you're just an individual who's looking for some clarity and wanting to really refine the vision for your life and what it is you are here to do, I'd love to come alongside of you and help you to do that as your life coach, your executive coach, your business coach. And uh, you can go to brianholmes.com forward slash coaching to find out more about that. A lot of things coming up in the next number of weeks. January is a busy month for us. We're launching some new online products. We're launching a new website and we're going to be announcing a few new events. And I want you to pay close attention because we are going to take this to the next level. In fact, I've got some surprises coming for you. So be a part of it. Engage with us here at BrianHolmes.com. Certainly, if you would, if you've not already done so, subscribe to our weekly email updates. Uh, And I'd love for you to engage with us weekly like that. It allows us the opportunity to present to you the the blog post, the Monday Mastery videos, the podcast episodes, and we're frequently putting out their resources, links back to other people's websites that are helpful to you. And uh, also, if you are a fan of the podcast, if you are a regular listener, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and go there and rate the podcast, leave a review there, and Man, maybe most importantly, share it with other people on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus, wherever it is you engage in social media. Help us to get the word out in this new year about the Strategic Living Podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. All of the details about those things can be found, of course, at BrianHolmes.com. I'm going to leave you with this encouragement today. As John and I were talking, you know, so many of us find ourselves in a season of life where we're in between chapters, We're we're pretty sure that the, the last chapter has come to an end. Some of us are at a place where we're hoping it's going to end, but we have this sense of urgency, this sense of, of excitement, this This longing to step into a bigger life, a greater life, a more prosperous, successful, impactful life. I believe that this is the year that you can engage that kind of possibility. I believe with all of my heart that this is the year where if you choose, if you decide, you can find the impetus, the power, the strength, the grace to do more, become more, accomplish more, experience more than you've ever dreamed possible. You know, we often say on the program, you are made in His image, designed for a purpose, and you are destined for greatness. And the, the really, the world is waiting for the real you to show up. So I want to leave you with this question today. Are you going to show up, or are you going to stay on the sidelines? Are you going to engage what God has put you here to do or will you continue just to just to be satisfied with the mediocre and the mundane i challenge you make this year your best year ever god bless you we'll see you back here next week